Coming to you live from Toronto, Canada. Well, okay, maybe not live. Coming to you recorded from Toronto, Canada. This is Kevin Larrabee, and we get a great episode of Back in My Play for you. We are continuing the celebration of the 25th anniversary of the Super Nintendo. I'm going to get to chat to a bunch of fantastic folks from 13 AM Games. I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a second. But I want to tell you why I was up in Toronto. I flew up there to... Originally, just talked to Jason Cannon and Benjamin Rivers, two fantastic game developers up there, to just figure out why Toronto is such a hotbed for independent game developers. It's an amazing scene for game development right now. So I've set that up. They were incredibly gracious with their time and helped me set all this and put it together. And I got to shoot with them, and it was absolutely outstanding. Then I find out we also are going to have the opportunity to go to the Personal Computer Museum in Brantford, Ontario, Canada. And this is, uh, like, Brantford is a little bit of a hike outside of Toronto. Maybe it was like a 45-minute drive, but it was, a, it was a blast. We got to talk games the whole time. It was me, Jason, and, and Benjamin. But we got to go out there and meet Sid Bolton. And I, I have to preface this. Like, Sid Bolton, amazing, amazing person. Just incredibly generous with his time. He must have spent three or four hours with us on a Thursday night to... You know, like 10, 30, 11 p.m., showing us his his collection and uh, taking us through, like, the museum and, you know, showing us his personal collection. Just absolutely outstanding. The stories that go along with it, just, it was so much fun. I can't tell you, like, how, you know, how exciting it was to be able to do all that. And he was very gracious. He let, he let us shoot uh, a lot of it. So we got a ton of video for it. And that's the thing I'm going to be editing first and, and get that out there for, for you guys. But just an amazing, amazing collection and an amazing person that has so much knowledge and so much history. And I think I'm going to wait for, I'm going to let him like tell you, you know, the way that he put it through video. But, you know, he, he, he perfectly explains why these, these consoles, these games these computers, why they mean so much to us and, and why they should and why we should remember them and why we should preserve them. Just really, it was just so much fun. I'm still like, I still like on a high from it. It was so, so great. So we got to go out there last night, but the uh, day before, or I guess uh, in that afternoon, I also got to go over to the studio for 13 AM Games, the developers of Runbow, which if you haven't checked it out, it is like an amazing game. It's gotten incredible reviews across the board it's available on the wii u right now go pick it up and it's going to be coming to the new nintendo 3ds so keep an eye out for that as well and i must say like you go and you 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 can like see videos of like game developers and it doesn't always come across and i really hope like I, i'm going to do my best to make sure you know the vibe that i was getting from those guys comes across when i put together the the documentary but they were so amazing. Uh, the, the the energy and the passion and the enthusiasm for what they're doing is just palpable. Like you can feel it when you walk into the the office and the you know the excitement that they have talking about their projects, talking about you know development, even like the ups and downs. Like when you're going through all these kind of like bug reports and stuff like that, and you're trying to find like a crazy bug, like you know they still have you know an enthusiasm to them. They still have Know, positivity to them so i can't wait to share that but those are the guys that you're going to hear today mostly for the video i talked uh for the most part with dave and alex 
But you can hear from a little, them and from a couple other members of the team today talking about the Super Nintendo. But I want to mention all that stuff. And just, uh, again, a thank you to Jason Canham and Benjamin Rivers for, for helping set up a lot of this stuff. And uh, just, again, to you know Sid Bolton, who I, I really recommend, if, if you haven't already, please, at uh, VintagePC on Twitter is where you're going to get a hold of the uh, the website for the, the PC Museum. But at Sid Bolton, S-Y-D-B-O-L-T-O-N, is where you can follow Sid. And he has so much knowledge, so much history, and uh, like he was living it, like he was. You know, he I, again, he is like I feel like we could have literally just like spent a week shooting at his house and shooting at the museum, and we would have still had more stories to tell. He was so so great. So th- thank you, Sid, and I can't wait to share uh, all that incredible footage from from the museum and and from his personal collection. Just so so amazing. So make sure you're following Sid. He's, he's really great. And if you can find him in any events up in Canada or North America, go in and check him out. Also, he, he was the author for collecting for Dragon's Lair and Space Ace, which I'm absolutely picking up. I'm not even a fan of those games. Like I, I'm not a super fan, I should say. I like those games, but the, the just incredible work that he put into those books and the the care and the dedication and the attention to detail in those books is just really really incredible so i can't wait to pick up a copy of that we got to look through a little bit of that will be in the video but go and uh, grab a copy of that if you have any interest in dragon's lair and, and space ace but i'm gonna stop talking because there's a, a, again like an hour and 20 minutes of, of talking about the super nintendo coming up in a second uh, but i wanted to give you guys a heads up on that and I really hope, you know, once this stuff starts coming out, um, I really hope to have your support behind it because this is very much like Back in My Play is a passion project, uh, forking out hundreds of dollars to go to Canada for a couple days and equipment and uh, the expenses that go along with that. This is what I would call a super passion project to turbo. Okay, this is like legit. <laughs> like... I can't wait. I, I'm still really excited. Like I've been going through the video that we shot. I, it's so good. It came out so so well. I just oh, I can't wait to. I'm gonna like start cutting it together before I'm even back on the plane. So thank you so much for for listening to me ramble for a second. I apologize. You you guys know I can do that. But uh, the final thing I'm gonna mention the next game that we're gonna be doing on the show is Mega Man X. It's confirmed. If you want to start playing right now and be ready for the show, and please. If you do want to do this, do it soon. I want you to start sending me your personal memories. Try to keep them, you know, brief. So it's a, you know, like a paragraph long. But if you have any like particular memories of Mega Man X, start sending them into Kevin at backofmyplay.com so I can read a couple of them on the episode. Also, if you want to record, and this is like, again, this is like some couple requirements here to make it so we can do this right. All right. So there's a little bit on your end too. A nice, clean recording of up to two minutes of your memories of Mega Man X. If you have a particular memory of uh, or a story that goes along with that game, try to keep it around two minutes. Make sure it's clean with a good recording, and make sure you send it to me in like an MP3 format. Uh, preferably, if you can just send it through like Google Drive or Dropbox or something like that, that would be great. All right, I'm gonna stop talking. Let's get to the show. Thank you so much. We'll see you in a little bit. I lied. One more thing. We also recorded this inside of the studio at 13 a.m. game, so there's a little bit of background noise. I did my best to get rid of it as much as I could, and it sounds pretty good, but I'm kind of a perfectionist when it comes to the audio for this show. 
but there are some people working around us. And about the first three and a half minutes of the first segment is rougher than everything else, but it does get better after that. So hang in there. Trust me, you're going to want to stick around. There's some incredible stories from these guys. So I hope you enjoy it. So we're here for a special segment for the 25th anniversary of the Super Nintendo, and I'm at 13 a.m. Amazing. I get the opportunity to come to Toronto, not to talk to just one, just two, but now I'm in a room with what seems like 11 more game developers, so it just comes out of nowhere. It seems like 11, yeah. Um, and, of course, you guys with Rumbo, like, there is uh, just an incredible product on the Nintendo platforms right now that people can get a hold of. Also, on the new 3DS, people should go out and pick that up. But, Super Nintendo, that, that's a thing. It's yeah. 25 years old in North America, and we're in North America still. Yeah. Uh, so, actually, please introduce yourselves and uh, maybe it's like a brief history of... of you and the Super Nintendo before we really get into it. Okay. Well, before we really get into it. We're going to get to um, <laughs> My name's Dave, uh, producer and COO here at, uh, at 13AM. And my, I think Super Nintendo was the first console that I ever envied in someone else. And the first one that I ever loved when I finally got my own. Uh, so I had a regular uh, NES. And I, and I loved it and it was great. And that was like my first console. And then my, my buddy Daniel... Uh, had his Super Nintendo, and I was like, I remember explaining to my parents, Daniel has a Super Nintendo, and my mom said, that's because he didn't have the Nintendo that you have, so he gets to start there. Uh, and then, like, no was the answer to me asking for one. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a console that I, that, I, that I loved and still have in my house. The original? The original yeah. one you got? Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah, it still works. I don't know what's wrong with everybody else's now, old Nintendo. I think I think a lot of us just traded ours in to get like Nintendo sixty fours, or right. maybe you go and you get that Super Nintendo library, like a real shop. But then you're like, I want to see what it's like. I want to say Genesis because that that was back in the time where you didn't own two consoles. And to, unlike it's true, that's when you had friends. Yeah, yeah, you had your Genesis friend, yeah. which is what I had for a long time, so I could play Sonic. Yeah, I could do all that stuff, but uh, I digress. Sorry, I apologize. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm Alex Rushdie, CEO and Creative Director at 13AM Games, and um, I think that the Super Nintendo was actually the first like real dedicated game machine that plugged into a TV that that I ever had. I mean, I had the Pico Sega <laughs> technically, uh, but you know, I feel like the Super Nintendo was in a different category mm-hmm. compared to the Pico. I mean, the Pico's great, though. The Pico's a blast. Hell of a library. Hell of a library, literally, because the cartridges were books. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Super Nintendo that I got, I actually got from... My, my next-door neighbor was also my babysitter when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And um, she had a Super Nintendo, and I played it so much that eventually I just got my dad to, like, buy it from my neighbors <laughs> um, for, like, 50 bucks and, like, all the games. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've been playing it since... It's like an older controller, I guess. And you're also wearing an Ultraman shirt, which is yes. perfect. Uh, one of the launch titles, I believe, for the Super Famicom out in Japan. Did you end up picking that up for... <laughs> oh, yes, <geez. laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I've got Ultraman, Ultra 7, Ultraman Towards the Future. 
all the Godzilla games. But what, what a franchise. Um, I mean, I don't know. You guys watch Game Center CX? You ever yeah, take a look yeah. at? You know, he he actually made his way through that original Ultraman game on the Super Famicom. It is so hard. It's it's super hard, and it just like ramps up in difficulty for kind of no reason at points. I have yeah. never played this. Oh, I, I got to bring it in one yeah. of these. Right. It's uh, it's really really good. Okay, so let's let's start getting deep because the thing that I've been talking to a lot of people with this 25th anniversary. Uh, I guess series is like I don't want like I want to know what were your games of the system because again we were children for the most part you didn't have access to every single game you might have like a rental store you could go to and stuff like that but what, were the, what was your library like what were your games that you were you know playing that you beat over and over again that you made your way through multiple times because that's you know the two or three games that you might have that year what were your games when the Super Nintendo was was out, when it was actual, actually real. First of all, I gotta say it's it's interesting because you're the only person that has ever addressed this sort of this this like individual universes of game collections. Like those are your games, and you have Genesis friends. Cause, you know what I mean? Because I know exactly what you mean. Because yeah. I, I look at there are certain games when I look at and all oh, that 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 wasn't that wasn't my game growing up. Or I didn't have that. Like I didn't have Super Mario World. What? Not, you missed I, that. I game. did not have it. I, my uncle did. My uncle bought an SNES before I did, by mm-hmm. the way. Um, but I think that's what's more interesting. Is like, you didn't have Super Mario World, but I'm sure you had some weird game that like no one else played, but you found it in like, a bargain bin, mm-hmm. or you got it as a Christmas present, and so you played the crap out of, I don't know... Home Alone. Home Alone. <laughs> that was <laughs> me. God forbid. Home Alone 2, actually. You know, Lost in New York. Yeah. My, my big ones were... Um, were... Maximum Carnage. Yep. Uh, with the red cartridge, I love that. Uh, Mega Man X, and I loved Uniracers. All right, yeah. which is like I don't know if it's that good looking back, but it's there. And the I had a strange affinity for the um, kind of not great Mighty Morphin Power Rangers original SNES game. The game is actually still fun. It is. It is still fun. It's yeah. it, the, my favorite part was the fighting game at the end. Yep. And the part that has aged the, the the worst is probably the incredibly racist uh, characterization of Zack. Yeah, that, that, that sprite. It's not is good. Not flattering. Not, the baggy pants. Or and the, like but that. like, yeah. like big lips. It, and I think it looks like blackface. It's not good. Um, we only had a few pixels to deal with, you know. <laughs> and how can you tell from a distance, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So those are like off the top of my head. Those are things that I I, I love. I knew I I know I owned more games. Uh, Super Mario All-Stars, but, I mean, that's kind of not necessarily Super Nintendo specific, or references a bygone era. Before we go to Alex, like, what, what was... Okay, I, I don't get Mega Man X. Okay. For some reason, I don't understand. I love and I love Mega Man 2, 3. Yep. I even love 4 and 5. I haven't gone all the way through 6 yet, so... Yep. Um, what, why is Mega Man X... Why is that special? Is it just because you, you, you... I know a lot of people like it. So I'm like looking around. I'm turning around just to make sure. Holy shit. All right. So I'm turning <laughs> he, he around. will kill you. I know. I'm just watching out because I know like there are people that could like jump me. I heard Toronto's very safe. But I need to I need to ask like, have you gone back and played the originals? Like, okay, so how, how does it compare to the originals? Is it better or is it just different? Okay, so I love all Mega Man games. Okay. Um, 
Are we going in a battle network? Do you like going- Mega no, okay, Man sorry, soccer? sorry. Like Mega Man soccer? <laughs> yeah. Statement withdrawn. Uh, I love Mega Man one through six. Okay. And Mega Man X very much. Uh, I haven't gone past Mega Man X. I know. I know. Uh, Takashi, who you'll you'll talk to in a bit, is the guy that will kill you uh, okay. for this. Um, but he and and a number of people like two and maybe even X three. X four. That's not Nintendo. But I don't think anybody likes Mega Man X four. I think that's the no no no. Mega Man X four is a classic. Anyways, another time. Uh, so I yeah I love the originals and um, and Mega Man X when I first played it and you know we were talking about this before we started recording it was one of the first games that I ever rented mm-hmm. on my Super Nintendo so I have one a very strong affinity for that as it is um, but it felt like it was Mega Man was a little bit before I was really paying attention mm-hmm. and this is like oh now I get my own Mega Man now this is my Mega Man for me right um, but I think it's I think it's as tight as any of two or three but even more just like mind blowing mm-hmm. you know to the point where yes I did get the Mega Man X tattoo because I love it <laughs> how is uh, this is this is I swear this is the last side thing we'll, we'll go off on but um, Maverick Hunter X on the PSP good version? Uh, I actually I've, haven't I've played that I've played that before. one yeah it's good yeah it's good I mean I, I always prefer the original mm-hmm. just like Visually, I think the sprites are nicer than 3D models, but it's not a bad version. Mm-hmm. But it, also, like, to your question, why I think people like Mega Man X, to put on, instead of, like, my nostalgic gamer kind of, right. like, glasses, to put on, like, my design glasses, mm-hmm. um, Mega Man X is much easier to play than Mega Man. It's much less punishing. Mm-hmm. You have so much more control, so much more abilities, weapons, you can bounce off walls. Um, it, and, and the progression is a lot... It's just... It's less punishing than the original Mega Man. If you gave an eight-year-old kid now the two games, he'll, he'll probably prefer X. Not just because he looks cooler and more dangerous, but, but it's genuinely an easier and, and, and more elegant. Absolutely. And not necessarily more elegant, but... It's easier to get into, and, mm-hmm. and it teaches you how to play really well. And there are also more... Um ways to solve problems in that because yeah. of those abilities you can dash into something you can wall jump and shoot like you versus in, in Mega Man you have the one kind of very restricted move set and if you don't get it you're screwed right um, yeah well put okay I, I'm continuing to be convinced that I need to actually dedicate the time to like it's like you, you have to master the game I guess to really enjoy it to like make Make your way through it. To I don't to, think to finish it to like actually beat it. Well, of course, if I'm going to play yes. something, I'm going to beat it. But yeah. I mean, you could also just like play through it and like study it and be like, okay, why is this? Like the decisions that they make, the enemy placement, the, mm-hmm. like the the opening level is brilliant. People have analyzed Absolutely. the crap out of it, yeah. right? Uh, you can, but you can beat it without like sacrificing too much of your soul or time. You right. do a Hadouken run. You're going to need to. Really get into the the nitty gritty of where all the mm-hmm. the sub tanks are and everything, but you can beat it without any of that. I that's how I usually beat. I, I I'm not one for hundred percenting that much, mm-hmm. and I like beating Mega Man X. Like that's that's fine. I, if you know if I'm gonna hundred percent something, it's like okay, I'm gonna set some time out and do gotcha. this. But you can totally just finish that game and just a little harder. <laughs> all right, it's back on the list. It's just, you know, again, there's a, a great library of Super Nintendo games yeah. that, that, you know, we could do for the show. It's, it's definitely on the list. So what were your games? What were your, what was your 
post Pico Super Nintendo <laughs> library of games. Uh, well, so there was like you know th- there was a lot of the actual classic games um, like Contra Three and Super Castlevania Four. I didn't play until much later, like after the N sixty four was out, mm-hmm. and when I had like a PC or I could emulate or you know other friends who had the games, or whatever. Um, so my actual library consisted of I mean I played the like so much Super Mario World and I played so much Super Mario All-Stars like I've you know just the 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 sound when you boot up the game of like the like people muttering in a yeah. hallway and then it yeah. changes to oh, like get yeah. ready for the play that, that gets me every time oh, that's great but, <sighs> but um but like that's not interesting everyone's played those games um Specifically, there were two games that uh, that I owned. I, w- I would also borrow and trade a lot of games mm-hmm. with my friends. That's how I got to play like Spawn and Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Yep. Like my dad wouldn't let me buy those games. <laughs> um, but I had uh, a game. I think it was just called NCAA Basketball. Yep. yep. It's a Nintendo game, and it was like 3D. Yeah. Um, I loved that game. I like. I didn't it's like. like it was like games. three force perspective or something like that, right? It, it was like behind your dude. Oh, it was like splits. It was. It was pretty impressive for a Super Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. I, I later learned that like um, Satoru Iwata like helped build that system. To program. That's right. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know it was a Nintendo game when I was mm-hmm. playing it. I was like, oh, it's basketball, and like I'm enjoying it. So, mm-hmm. um, so that was a fun game. Um, and then another game that I really liked was. Uh, it was called Magic Sword. Of oh, course. Capcom game. Yeah. And Great arcade I, game. I I played the crap out of that game. And you know, when I, I got it like used or something, so it had already someone had already beaten like most of the uh, stages, but I'd still start from the beginning every mm-hmm. time and go all the way through and like I had it down to an art, like there were specific areas where you could <laughs> um, if you had a certain partner and did a certain thing, you could like summon the lizard man, mm-hmm. and the lizard man was like one of the best partners in the games. And I and I didn't even care; I just wanted the lizard man because he was. I I was like, he looks like a flying dinosaur man. It's Badass, yeah. Um, yeah, that game. Uh, I think I got it for my birthday or something. I just I was obsessed. It was so cool. The music was so cool, mm-hmm. and uh, and the gameplay was simple. I didn't really like RPGs as a kid because mm-hmm. I was like, I can't jump. And if I can't jump in a game, it's not worth my time. It's worthless, yeah. <laughs> um, but it had the look and feel of a fantasy RPG, mm-hmm. but in an action game. So I was like, oh, this is funny. Magic Sword has not been brought up in any of these any of these segments so far. He's probably going to yeah. keep doing that to you. That's a hell of, <laughs> that, that's a, hell of a game, though. That's one of the best, uh, maybe the most underappreciated Capcom arcade game like side scrolling action is. game is so good and I know that I think the arcade game has like two player co-op the Super mm-hmm. Nintendo doesn't but the Super Nintendo no soundtrack is so much better it's rad, yeah. like it's so good like it's one of the best soundtracks I think on the Super Nintendo mm-hmm. and but because it's not that popular of a game you know people don't bring it up alongside like Chrono Trigger and right. Super Metroid when they talk about great SNES soundtracks Man, Capcom had some trouble getting the, the two-player option going on the yeah, Super Final Nintendo, Fire. man. Yeah. Like, they just had a little rough start, but I guess so did everyone until they unlocked that the magic of the Super Nintendo. <laughs> well, I remember playing Final Fight, and I was like, this is pretty cool, but Streets of Rage, that's when I got, like, not, okay. not envy because I right. could just go over to my friend's house and we mm-hmm. just played together, but that's when I was like, man, I wish I had a Sega just to play that game. Yeah, you know, Streets of Rage. Where do you guys fall? And this is—I won't get into like my part of this, but 
I'm a firm believer that Streets of Rage is vastly superior to the Final Fight series. Like, Final Fight might as well be, like, zero fun, while Streets of Rage 1 and 2 are a blast. 3, Japanese version, is part of that. See, I I love... And I I, I haven't replayed Streets of Rage since I was a kid, but I replayed Final Fight a lot. Oh, man. Like, what what made lot. you do that? It's fun. I enjoy. I enjoy Final Fight. We played it in. We played it at Bar eighty two. Yeah, right? Bar eighty two or whatever it is. Uh, we were in uh, in L A. at E three. We went to this little arcade bar, mm-hmm. and they had a quarter, like quarter pumping Final Fight. Right. We I think we sunk like. Like six or seven dollars a quarter. That's right. Trying to finish the game. Yeah, it was a. It was, and then we ran out of quarters right before we were at the last boss, and then we turned to the guys behind us. We're like, "It's your turn," and they said, "Are you sure? You're really close." Yeah. <laughs> um, but but oh, no, I, I just I just love it. I think I think on the one hand, it, it, and that's maybe entirely nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I. I I think Mike Hagar is probably one of the best municipal leaders for sure of our time. Yeah, yeah. where is he? Um, where, where is he when we need where, him? Most? Where is he when we need him? <laughs> In the United States, like we could really use a, another another person <laughs> running yeah. right now. He's yeah. a, the third guy. <laughs> yeah. See, and um, I mean, I I haven't really spent a lot of time with Final Fight Three, mm-hmm. which I heard is like the technically best one of the series, but I haven't I haven't really played it to be honest. I spent most of my time playing Final Fight One. Um, Whereas Streets of Rage, I played all three, and and I always thought Streets of Rage was was the better game because, um, a, it wasn't built as an arcade game; mm-hmm. it was built as a home console game. So yep. it didn't feel, as, it's still a tough game, but it didn't feel as like punishing and quarter munchy. Mm-hmm. Um, like Sega kind of took the time to build a game for the Genesis, and in addition to that, the the stuff you could do in co-op like it wasn't just we're both walking around and we're both punching it was you know you could kind of like do that love handle grab yeah and then like come from behind over each other yeah. and throw each other and do all sorts of crazy moves yeah. like that was so cool um it, like it was just and, and then it shoots rage 2 it took it a step further because each of the characters was so distinct mm-hmm. like playing as max is totally different playing from axel and yep. like it was um who's your character because like I think I think any answer besides Blaze is wrong. I think Blaze nah, is. Dude, it's all about Max. Really? He snaps necks. He literally snaps oh, really? necks. It's it's actually really brutal. <laughs> That's just because Genesis is hardcore, man. Yeah, You're not man. gonna get. We're gonna take out everything that is cool on Super Nintendo games until like Doom, like ninety three, ninety four is when like <laughs> yeah. Nintendo's like. Hey, we're gonna start letting blood be in Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah, we're gonna let you have Doom on our console because you know people are just going over for not just Joe Madden football. Yeah. They're going over for the you know Mutant League football as well on Genesis. Yeah. Mutant League football yeah. was so good. And Final Fight Three gave Hagger a nasty rat tail. So oh really? Oh yeah, I remember that, that was pretty cool. That's good. Yeah. I gotta I gotta look back and see if that carries over to. Um, he looks awful. <laughs> to the was it Marvel versus? He's in Marvel versus Capcom three. Yeah, yeah. I, he might have a DLC costume that gives him that. I hope they did that because yeah. like if they like money, they did the rat tail man. That was that was beautiful. That's good. Um, God, there's so many places where I could go with that, but uh, I just need to say like yeah, it's I think a big part of it for me like video games are so much about like the soundtracks. Like when I look back, like I'm almost more nostalgic for the music of those games. Like mm-hmm. I have just a just an unbelievably ridiculous library of soundtracks that I picked up in Japan or like imported and stuff 
Um, and it was probably just like more just usual Kishiro magic mm. of those games that make them, and they play better uh, to, to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, well, didn't, uh, didn't he invent, like technically invent trance with with those game soundtracks? Well, like, he, that's what I heard. Is that like that was the first time that type of music was really put into production was through Kashiro's game soundtracks. Well, I think, um, you know, this is from the Digging in the Carts, like, documentary. Like, mm-hmm. they, they did a little bit of look into, you know, the background uh, of his music, and he had a lot of inspiration from uh, the club music from Detroit. So I guess... Detroit it's for, techno, yeah. Yeah, in, like, the, the early, or I guess mid-'80s, late-'80s at that point. Um, and that's where he got a lot of the inspiration for his music, but obviously put his own spin on it but then they started taking his music and playing it back in clubs like back in Detroit which yeah. is like the raddest thing in the world <laughs> just like right. a crazy like snake you know eating yeah. itself kind of thing but um, so you had your games you had your games that were like your home library you did a little trading and stuff like that but um, you know were there games that like you know you always went over to Bobby's house because you know but like for me I mean God bless Neil uh, but I always went over to his house not because I liked him he had Street Fighter 2. Um, so I was over his house as much as I could humanly do. Like, after school, let's do let's go play some Street Fighter 2. Uh, to the point where his mom asked me straight up, are you friends with Neil? Or are you just coming over to play Street Fighter 2? Like, that was... <laughs> That's beautiful. What did I was say? Were you honest? No, I was honest. <laughs> I lied my ass off. I'm like, no, it's because, you know, Neil and I, we both are on the basketball team together. I don't know, we probably weren't, but... Um, Anyways, like, what did you have? Like games that were they were your friends' games, but you were they were basically yours because of how much that you played them, or how many you know, like you would always be at their house, like playing that game. Street Fighter Two was actually a big one mm-hmm. uh, at my my buddy Daniel, who I, who I mentioned earlier, who had the SNES. Um, that was like the first fighting game I ever played before I got into Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would, and and but like eventually I would. Then get the Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. Yep, and then I didn't need to go over to his house. He was still a great friend, uh, but like same thing with Mortal Kombat and mm-hmm. another guy's house. And then I got Mortal Kombat Two, so I was just like upgrading. I was basically leaving my friends in the dust. Sure, by by getting better video games. That, mm-hmm. was, the, that was the goal. Well, did they end up going to like your house? Was it like, all right, well now you know you've done so much for me. I'm going to return that favor by showing you the magic I of think, Street Fighter Two Turbo. I think they did, and and. Now I'm starting to think that maybe there was a pathology to like eight or nine year old Dave because they used to play Donkey Kong at one guy's house and then owned Donkey Kong Three. Yep. So maybe is this Donkey that, Kong Country Three? Uh, yes. Okay. That's what I that's what I meant to say. Good, because that's yeah. actually going to be coming up towards the end of this segment where I need to talk to you guys about Donkey Kong Country. Well, a, we've got a Donkey Kong expert. Yeah. Yeah, a true, like the true blue believer. This is more of a Kong census. Or... I'm doing a actually. We'll just bring it up right now. We'll get out of the way just so it doesn't have. We don't have to think about it in the back of our heads. Yeah, yeah. But we don't want to be awkward. Um, yeah, I've been talking to, and this is like, you know, we talked about Jason Cannon. I'm like, this is he's, we're not going to bring him up here. But Donkey Kong Country in 2016, there seems to be two distinct groups. One, Donkey Kong Country sucks. Donkey Kong Country looks like garbage. It is a bad playing game. It is no good. Another group, which I'm in, thinks, you know, Donkey Kong Country 1, 2, and 3, great platformers, incredibly impressive technically at the time, obviously, um, and games that should be remembered as absolute classics. Uh, where, do, where do you sit on that? I'm, I'm with, I'm with the, the team positivity. Team calm. Yeah, right? Um, 
it still feels like nothing else. Like it has its own unique feel in the realm of platformers, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Uh, that's a big thing for me. And yeah, they're fantastic. Who are these people? Well, let me before <laughs> before we move on real quick. I want to get your opinion, but the. They usually also, like, these groups also seem to be Donkey Kong Country plus Yoshi's Island. Like, it was when the Super FX chip or, like, pre-rendered graphics started being used. Like, that's when they thought graphics started looking bad and they absolutely don't hold up. Um, But, yeah, if you hook that thing up through, like, a frame ice or you upscale it through the the eShop or somewhere, the virtual console, like, it still looks pretty good. So I'm guessing you also like Yoshi's Island. I do actually. Okay, see, I'm just trying to make sure we're getting the correlation. It, so it is not as I don't think it holds up as well. If you look in, like, sure. like if you ask me right now, which one of these games do you want to play if you want to have fun? I don't <laughs> think like yeah. Crying Baby Simulator is my my go to, but I still do like that game a okay. lot. Okay, all right. It's just parts of it that irritate the hell out of me. Um, I think it looks great. So there is that. Um, I'm kind of like in a. You can be honest. In we're between a, camp. Yeah, we're we're friends. We can just chill out and Maybe talk about it. Maybe not after I say this, but the uh, visually, I think uh, ahead of its time, groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, if you play it on a CRT, of course, yeah. then you know I think it still actually looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Yoshi's, I think Yoshi's Island has held up better because it had that kind of paint release style. Um, that was really cool, and like you could see that. At that point in the life cycle of the system, they were trying to experiment with different art styles instead of, you know, they, they'd mastered the technology and could right. do a lot more stuff. Um, but, you know, gameplay-wise, well, both games are, are fun. Um, and Donkey Kong Country is still a fun game, and I still like it. it. It also has a lot of, like... To me, it doesn't have the same level of polish and, like, Nintendo-y touch mm-hmm. as Mario. You know, um, and like virtually any Mario, but like especially like compare and contrast with Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's situations in Donkey Kong Country where you know an enemy shows up from off screen, you you run into them because it's so fast and the screen mm-hmm. is so tight, and I'm kind of like ah, like that doesn't feel good, or like there's a, a pit that I didn't notice, or mm-hmm. I mistimed a, a barrel by you know this much, and now I'm flying off the screen to my death. Um, so it's still it's still good and and it's unique from those games, but I do feel like there's some there were some design issues and some limitations from the hardware that kind of held them back a bit. Yeah. Um, but I still love the games and like I still I still have fun playing them. But like I you know I'm still critical of them as well. Yeah. Um, and I think the same goes for for Yoshi's Island. And Yoshi's Island is despite looking so cute is so much more difficult in every way than Super yep. Mario World. Yes, absolutely. You know? Um, but for the right reasons, or is it just, like, you know, difficult for the sake of the controls not being what they should be in terms of firing eggs and stuff like that? Like, sometimes it's the right reasons. Sometimes the game feels a bit punishing. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, the controls are really... It, it takes time to get used to them. Like, it, it almost feels more like a, a treasure game than a yeah. Nintendo game in yeah. that it's, like... Here's a bunch of tools. Mm-hmm. And, like you have a bunch of options. We're gonna throw you in the deep end. You figure it out, mm-hmm. which is great for a treasure game. But it, in that way, your sound almost doesn't feel like your typical Nintendo game, which kind of eases you into difficulty and eases you into all these different mechanics and just you know takes its time to introduce them. And also, I mean, two of the core mechanics of Yoshi's Island are about strife. 
<laughs> like, like Mario is about being good and succeeding and progressing mm-hmm. because you are good at something and you're overcoming obstacles. And like Yoshi's Island is constantly just trying to you're trying to hold the the crap down, yeah, and not and just like be normal, not like mm-hmm. negative, you know, like not yeah. bad, yeah. not too stressed out. There's right. the losing the baby. So when you <laughs> when you lose the baby, you have to get the baby back. That is a, that is a functional. Like need to the game, so mm-hmm. there's a stressor, and like to overcome it, you just have to be not stressed, mm-hmm. not happy, just not stressed. And the other thing is the flutter jump mm-hmm. is the is the act of struggling. Yep. Is the like like <laughs> like there's a there's a there's a there's a metaphysical <laughs> interweaving of pain and strife in mm-hmm. that game yeah. to actually make certain jumps you have to uh, almost yeah. die and they, it, has, it makes you feel like you're not going to make is it. that like last like that last ditch like little like you, you kind of have that arc with that little like last bump at the end yep. too just yeah and i think and i think that's where the the, the kamek boss fights came from where he mm-hmm. would like boot something out from under your feet and you would fall so like everything about it is just it's, it's about parenthood really <laughs> that is that the game is actively mocking you. Yeah. I found because yeah. like as a kid, you know, like you know, even though I didn't have shame about playing cute, colorful games, like this mm-hmm. is like this is the cutest and most colorful crayon drawn happy flower game. Mm-hmm. Whereas like my friends are playing like Mortal Kombat, I'm, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm gonna play Yoshi's Island. And Yoshi's Island is kicking my ass mm-hmm. with a bright smile the whole time. Uh, which I think adds to the frustration. Yeah, man, like, come over, let's go play some Quake. Yeah. No, man, I just got Yoshi's Island. Yeah, I'm just gonna sit inside. This game's and... hardcore, man, I swear. Yeah, my mom just made some lemonade. It was like they took that, the one, you know when you lose your Yoshi in Super Mario World? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, don't, come back, don't run away. They took that, and they're like, let's make a whole game out of that feeling. Yeah. I want, I want everyone to feel this, to be worried about loss and suffering and Panic. Make up for all the murdered Yoshis of yeah, Super yeah. Mario World. It's revenge. It's revenge. Yeah. It's revenge. I'm not kidding. This might be the best ten minute description of Yoshi's Island I've ever heard. And like we did, we did a pretty in depth uh, episode with like Patrick Klepek, who's a hardcore defender of this game, and he usually he brings it. You know, he brings it. You guys brought the academic like designer. Look at what makes Yoshi's Island great and sometimes also terrible and also somewhat depressing. Why, yeah, why Yoshi's Island is essentially evil at its core. Why Yoshi's Island should not be played by anyone with an anxiety disorder. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> well, well, it was, it was uh, like Miyamoto like, made that game specifically as like an F to, uh, you to know, the, the, to Star Fox. And like, you know, I don't want to make 3D games with this chip. Like, we're going to show them what real video games look like and how artistic they can be on our console. Mm. This is probably being pulled out of my butt, but I swear, like, go look at the internet. I'm sure there's at least rumors of this. Hmm. Um... But yeah, that's uh, Yoshi's Island. Didn't you didn't you tell me something like someone in charge of Yoshi's Island was uh, was like like snapped at, at, at Donkey Kong Country? Miyamoto. Oh yeah, Miyamoto that's maybe that's at the, at the, at the, at the creative team on, on Donkey Kong. And he Country later apologized for it because he was so stressed. Yeah, he said, "I apologize because I was under such." Because he said some 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 kind of disparaging comments about mm-hmm. Donkey Kong Country and then he later apologized and said, you know what, guys, I'm sorry, I was under so much stress from Yoshi's Island, which is evidence to maybe the stressful this is what I'm, the game. Yeah, maybe this is what I'm putting together. I apologize if I'm mixing up stories. No, 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 no you're right, though. Like that's Also, because of the FX chip, mm-hmm. um, the game is like, I'm pretty sure that's the reason the game isn't on Virtual Console. 
Uh, none of the none of the FX games are on Virtual Console, and I think it's because they like emulating it is kind of that was weird. A, that was I don't get, but yeah, that was the rumor initially. But um, SNES 9X, you boot that up, plays perfectly. Yeah, it can yeah. it can it do it. Fun. And it and I don't understand. Uh, maybe it's just like you know you know Nintendo is like with M2, it has to be perfect. It has yeah. to be absolutely perfect, and maybe they just can't get it. To the Nintendo standard, which you know that's that's fair. That's their um, that's their thing. Yeah, that's their thing. So, uh, Alex, like, what's what were your like friend games? What were the what were the games that you were going over mm. to a friend's house mm. and playing and well, or renting a lot? Like, that's the other thing I want to hear. Like, what were the games yeah, like true. you went back to and just like we're never gonna buy this, but I'm just gonna rent it outside of the the murder simulators your dad wouldn't let you play. <laughs> well, there was. Um, First off, whenever whenever my group of friends, mm-hmm. um, we wouldn't, or I would never buy the same game. If someone had F Zero, I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna buy F Zero because I'll just play it at their house. I want to own a different game. Strategize, and then they can yeah. come and play my game. It was mm-hmm. like building a collective library, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I did eventually, like later on as an adult just go and get those games because I didn't have a group of eight-year-old friends that I could trade Super Nintendo cartridges with. You don't? Um, yeah, I know. It's a strange thing. Weird. It's a strange thing. Um, but uh, uh, I played, um, obviously, Street Fighter. Uh, Primal Rage. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Primal Rage. I could never figure out how to do like the super cool moves, but I just, I just loved playing it because it had dinosaurs. Um... And then, and then a lot of games that I would borrow. Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat 2. Yep. Um, Spawn. <laughs> that game was so hard. Well, yeah, I remember Spawn being just impossible. Like, I, I never beat the first level. Yeah. There was, I, I remember a lot of games like that from that era. Those are like the games that I look back, I wish they could somehow issue a patch. Like yeah, a difficulty patch for this game would be perfect. Oh, there's one game that I would play at my cousin's house, and... We would we would pop it in, and we just played it because we found it so funny. And it was Madden '97. <laughs> and in Madden '97, uh, first off, that's back when they decided, like, oh, you know what? What's what's the best way to to advertise our football games? Oh, let's put a big image of John Madden's face yeah. on the cover in the data screen. So there's a giant image of John Madden's face, uh, which was already funny. Mm-hmm. And then you you go to the training mode and. It's just like these little dudes running around, and if you mess up, they just slam into the ground face first mm. with a thud, and we would just like cry laughing every time. And they were so <laughs> such difficult mini games where you had to like mash A and B really fast mm. while like doing something with the joystick just to run, and then if you didn't, you'd fall. It was like playing an early version of Quop. Oh my god! It was like Quop. We'd never actually play the proper game, just mm-hmm. the training mini games, and we played a, a lot of that. Wow. Um. I was gonna guess that you were gonna say like, yeah, it's just really funny how the ambulance would come out in the field and just like mop up a dude, swap that, another guy in. That's what going. happens in, in football, I think. In real hey, football, I, I may not. I, I might have my sports mixed up, but I think that's I think that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. That was like that was a cool era. Well, it's not cool anymore, but back then, you know, there was like hardest NFL sponsored hardest hits of '98, where people were getting concussed and Jeez. murdered on field. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's what they love so much. Right on. Um, We're not too removed from that in hockey, though. They still do the right. the, the 
couple years ago they saw those hockey fights mm-hmm. competitions. Ugh. But we had those. We had those video VHSs. games are better. Yeah, you, you can <laughs> fight each other in video games like Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey. Oh, so good, dude. That was that was my that was what I got with my console. I no one could beat me in Wayne Gretzky 3D hockey. All right. And well, yeah, I think you're going to have to come back here one day. I'll bring, I'll bring a copy. Yeah. I'll even bring a copy of 98. I'll bring go. both, just go. in case. Um, <laughs> so, so I guess as as we wrap up, I'm kind of curious. You know, the, that, this is like the final segment of what are the games that you that you go back to? The, what are the games that still are thrown in your NES? You're, you're getting a virtual uh, or SNES. You're, you're throwing on virtual console. And you actually like you don't boot it up just to like take a look at it for a couple seconds, but you're actually like I'm going to sit down for an hour. I'm going to sit down and actually put some time into this thing. It's actually going to hold my attention in 2016. Mortal um, Kombat 2. That's your version, SNES version. Yep. Okay. That's me. Uh, I used to print out the move lists. Yeah. Uh, and I still know most of the fatalities. I, I had to write them down. Yeah. I, I would like. I would open Every up your code notebook. I would open up like Word Perfect. Yeah. Write them all down. I would, yes. I would open up Word Perfect on my computer, and I would like lay them all out. Uh, this is pre. This is not pre-internet, but like at the it's time a, when you had to hunt to find something. Yeah, it's like Prodigy, where you're on like Prodigy, or you're on uh, what was the other thing? And there was one other like. There was a specific Mortal Kombat uh, like website that mm-hmm. used to have all these moves, and I would go there and, and print them out. So Mortal Kombat Two will still get my attention. Um, if I have the the wherewithal to try to beat Maximum Carnage again, I will sit down and play it until I eventually have zero continues and, and throw the game in the garbage for the mm-hmm. tenth time, which keeps coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, That's awesome. And yeah, and, and Mega Man X. I mean, those are those are the games. I mean, I still don't own X for my. Uh, I don't have it anymore for my, for my SNES, but. Mm-hmm. Still a good game. Available on new 3DS. Available on new 3DS. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, yeah. a bit of a time vampire. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot that I'll play a lot. Um, especially in the summer. I find in the summer I always mm-hmm. like to come back to old games. Mm-hmm. Um, the downtime of the year for the, the rest yeah, of the you know, releases. I'll just go back to the old stuff. Um, there's some games that like I may have played on Super Nintendo but now if I want to play them again I'd play like the arcade version mm-hmm. like like Street Fighter I'd play the arcade version of 2 right or like even same like the SNK games like Fatal Fury Samurai Showdown King of the Monsters I'll just play the arcade one oh yeah those versions on Super Nintendo were not super hot yeah it's like some of them were okay like Samurai Showdown wasn't bad yeah King of the Monsters wasn't bad but like just play the arcade so mm-hmm. much like, it, like there's no reason to play the superintendent ones anymore and they sold a ton like at least in like whenever you go to japan like you can see there's just rows and rows of fatal furies and, and, and king of the monsters one and two like they're yeah. just they bought i mean obviously not everyone had an aes i guess yeah well except for the genesis version of king of the monsters 2 yeah that is the definitive version of that game why is that because they actually took the time to like redesign the combat system so it's mm-hmm. a one-on-one fighter mm-hmm. with like actual inputs and the grapple system doesn't suck because that game's so hard. Yeah. So this one's actually like if you if you don't play King of Monsters two, play the play the Genesis version. It's it's there good go. stuff. Sorry, um, sorry. This is about Super, Super Nintendo. Yeah, I don't know if you yeah. heard. Okay, earlier. so Super Nintendo. Uh, um, that's, a, that's okay. I, I did like a segment on Super Nintendo and ended up talking about the Sega CD with Greg Stewart for like half an hour. Or so <laughs> or Yoshi's Island. I mean, it happens. It's kind of how this show goes, I guess. Um. 
Yeah, so two games that I always find myself coming back to on Super Nintendo, for sure, is Contra 3 mm-hmm. and Super Castlevania 4. Can you beat Contra 3? Hell yeah, dude. Gosh. Wow. Do it right now. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Um, I just, like, Contra 3 is so playable. Like, mm-hmm. I just, anytime you can, I can just boot it up and just play until I die or... Mm-hmm. Give up or it was like whatever. the peak of the maybe the Contra series. Yeah, like, I know, I mean, I know some people some people don't like hardcore because it's quite different. But like, I love Contra I think three. Is hardcore like, is awesome. I love hardcore. Yeah. Uh, Contra three was like, like that's just a good, like that's the quintessential Contra experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and your Super Castlevania over Bloodlines, like if we're competing against a sixteen bit like non Dracula X. Uh, Castlevania games. You know, I I I like Bloodlines, but because I never owned it, mm-hmm. um, I didn't spend as much time with it. So like, I, I still I still haven't beat Bloodlines yet. I got to get a awesome. copy and just yeah. like beat it. Um, but I love that game, and the music mm-hmm. in that game is amazing. Yep. But Super Castlevania Four is it's really like moody and mm-hmm. dark. It's not like the NES Castlevanias and the Castlevanias that came after Four have like almost like rock organ horror music and this one's just like really low key it's dark super Dracula not no pun intended like it's like it's very just we're gonna retell Dracula with the Belmonts yeah and it's so methodical I think they have the the, the technical capabilities to make it sound atmospherically correctly right because like maybe it sounds like a rock organ when we listen to it now but maybe that was the best they could Mm-hmm. actually pull off with what that you know with like the NES sound chip who's the composer on that I think it's Bella Lugosi <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they, they, they never properly credited them um so I always come back to those two games for sure and then you know whenever I I've got a bunch of Super Famicom games that uh, I really like um there's a game called Battle Soccer oh yeah you know yeah. Battle Soccer yep. it's Godzilla meets Gundam meets mm-hmm. Kamen Rider meets Soccer, Ultraman, yeah. meets soccer, um, and and so I always loved that game. There's also there was a Godzilla fighting game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called Kaiju Daikessen for the Super Famicom, and mm-hmm. it's just like Street Fighter meets Godzilla. Perfect, and it's it's actually really good and really mm-hmm. fun. Um, there's a Space Knight Tekkaman Blade game, which is like it's kind of like uh, what was it Forbidden Worlds. That Capcom game where you're two guys with guns moving around. Oh, uh, that's where Zenny's from. Shit, or is it, what is it called? Uh, Forgotten Worlds. Forgotten Worlds, Forbidden, something like that. I think yeah, it's Forgotten, Forgotten Worlds. Worlds. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but you but like you slice, mm-hmm. and it's based off the anime. But it's like uh, it's just a really really fun game. And oh, and the very first Harvest Moon. Hey, okay. yeah. The very first Harvest Moon is still. Really, f- like I remember picking it up on like Wii Virtual Console, and I was like, I, I don't know if like someone someone bought it on my Wii. I didn't mm-hmm. want to buy it, and I was like, I don't know if this is still gonna be fun. Is it still gonna hold up? Like they've made so many advancements, and mm-hmm. it was still it was still engaging. And I like like I started playing it, and then time just melted away, mm-hmm. and I was like, still wow, oh man. And and of course uh, Mario World and Mario yeah. All Stars. Yep. I am. Uh, you guys are the first people that I've talked to for the series that have not brought up Super Metroid, oh, which yeah. is fine, <clears throat> or Link to the Past. 
Wow. I, I like those games, but I don't I don't come back to them as much. Like, it's fine. Like that's it's not it, it wasn't my library. Yeah. That's that's, that's all it was. Yeah. That too. I didn't I get didn't to play those till till uh, till much later. Well again you can pick them up on the new three DS virtual console yeah. or on your Wii U. What's Nintendo paying you? <laughs> uh, trust me, I like right right now zero uh, dollars. Um, so nothing then. No, yeah, nothing. Um, but you know, I like to. I think the Super Nintendo is a hell of a console, and if that's how you're going to play those video games, because I went game shopping here in Toronto with a couple friends yesterday. Where'd you go? Uh, AMC. Nice. Uh, and I apologize for how high the prices are for retro games yeah. these days. There, it's like it's you know, Super Metroid for 125 Canadian. Awful. awful. Uh, that's, I mean, eight dollars on Virtual Console sounds like might as well be zero dollars. Yeah. Yep. And if you have it on 3DS, you can take it on the go. Yeah, which I, I really like. And you have Pixel Perfect mode. Yeah. So, and if anyone in Nintendo would like to uh, give me a call, I can help <laughs> uh, sell some more of these games for you. But um, we know some people. Yeah, you guys do. Um, before we wrap up this segment, what do you guys have coming up? How can people stay in touch with what you guys have going on with Rumbo and for future projects? Uh, I mean, we're very active on uh, on Twitter and Facebook, so you can find us there through Tanam Games. And uh, we do always visit our, our fans in the Rumbo Meverse board mm-hmm. uh, who, are, who are very, very good to us. That's and, awesome. Yeah. Wouldn't be where we were without their drawings, I think. Which, <laughs> Do we have any on the wall? No, I want to start printing them. This is some of our fan art just from from Twitter. Yeah, but I think Twitter. We really like Twitter. Mm -hmm. It's probably the one that we're we're most present on. Um, But our Facebook page is also pretty uh, active as well. Awesome. well, that's going to do it for, for this segment. We might be getting some more folks from 13 AM Games in here in a second. But uh, thank you guys for, for joining me and for talking some more Super Nintendo. And our 20-minute segment went to 42 minutes. So that's that sounds about right. And you're welcome. Yeah, thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you. Okay, so we're back again with the 13 a.m. folks, and uh, surprise, more people in the office wanted to talk hey. about the Super Nintendo, <laughs> uh, which is what I like to hear, but um, we got three more people to talk about Super Nintendo memories for the 25th anniversary, so if you could start by introducing yourself, and, and maybe also when you, you actually got your Super Nintendo. Okay, um, my name is Sunai Kamathan. I'm the technical director here at 13 a.m., um, I'm a bit of a, of a cheater because I never actually got a Super Nintendo. Uh, my parents never bought me consoles until the Wii in 2006. Um, and yet I really wanted to play the Super Nintendo because several of my friends have it. Plus my cousin had just gotten a PlayStation 1 with 
with the, all the Final Fantasies, which mm-hmm. we really liked. Yep. So I went to the internet and, hey, what Final Fantasies can I play? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I got my Super Nintendo. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, you got it from the internet. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people got it from the internet, too. So it's, uh, that's a place where you can get stuff. Um, yeah, and that's how I started with my... It, it instantly became my favorite. I started to, do, to get all these, all these JRPGs. Uh, from there, I went to Zelda, then Metroid, and all the games. P- pretty good lineup. <laughs> pretty good yeah. lineup to get started. Uh, I'm Sean. Um, I'm an artist at 13AM Games. And I also, like Unai, got it online. <laughs> but that was later after the cycle. I actually owned a Sega Genesis. And a friend of mine at a Super Nintendo, so we would we would go back and forth at each other's places and play a lot of uh, Super Mario World. Um, some games I can't remember the name. I just I just remember the look of it. Um, so you were the but, you were the Genesis friend. Yeah, I, I <laughs> that uh, a lot of us had. Yeah, I, I had a lot of uh, the um, title games like uh, Batman. Uh, the you, you know the Super uh, Super Genesis one I'm talking about. Oh, the Sega Genesis. Genesis Batman. Yeah, I can't remember the name the exact name. I think it was just Batman. Was it just Batman? I mean, well, there was a couple Genesis Batman games. Like it was there a was, platformer. There was Sunsoft Batman, which was I like that is so good. I actually yes. hooked the like hooked one of these recorders up to my Genesis so I could rip the soundtrack. Like, back when you could actually go into the options and just get sound test. And you could just grab all like the whole soundtrack and put it on a cassette or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I owned like like Looney Tunes stuff like that, like stuff I was interested in mm-hmm. at the time. And uh, and then I would just play over um, in my friend's place on the Super Nintendo. Um, but after I moved, I, I used to live in Dubai, and uh, I moved to Canada like when I was ten. And so I uh, I didn't really have consoles at the time to play with. I was pretty much alone and just I would. I would just watch TV, and then once I got a computer, that's when I was like, oh, you can actually play games from the computer, and I actually reached try to do all this stuff. Right. Because my parents would never buy me anything until, like, later on, like, I got an Xbox. <laughs> but luckily, I mean, I saw your virtual console, you just bought all those games, so they eventually got their money, so it's good. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> like, if I, if I could, I would have bought the games. But... Yeah, it's, uh, it's understandable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm Takashi. I am uh, art director here at uh, 13AM Games. And um, I did have uh, a Super Famicom, actually. Uh, I bought it from my cousin. Actually, my parents bought it from my cousin back uh, when I was a kid. And um, it was funny because, uh, well, I'm from Brazil and things are very expensive there. Uh, so like my cousin had a video game so I was like oh my god he's got a video game I um, so I would like pretty often go to his place uh, and try to play play games we used to play uh, Mario and Street Fighter 2 were the were the best hits there Um, and once um, I don't know why he decided to sell it and then my my uncle asked us if we uh, if we uh, if my my parents wouldn't buy it for me. I'm like, oh yes, yes. And then we bought all the we bought the the console and his collection of games. Um, but I think the most uh, the ones that we played the most was definitely uh, 
Super Mario uh, World and Mega Man X and Street Fighter 2 was like we would go back all the time and play this game so much mm-hmm. and as uh, actual games were kind of still expensive in Brazil uh, we couldn't buy many games so we kept um, uh, those and also some bootlegs uh, it's it's hilarious how like many bootlegs you can mm-hmm. get in Brazil because like uh, like not only back in the days like it still is very expensive to buy uh, video games there so it's hilarious the amount of bootlegs that show up there mm-hmm. and it's it's fantastic but the games that I had that I played the most were those and obviously some uh, uh, football slash soccer games uh, like FIFA and stuff we, we used to play a lot as well very um, fun stuff <laughs> yeah I was going to ask you you actually answered a couple of my questions I was going to ask you about Brazil because uh, like even a couple months ago like I had to buy my girlfriend's brother a uh, or girlfriend at the time's brother a Playstation 4 yeah so she could bring it with her to Brazil because oh, yeah, yeah. it's like a thousand dollars for a Playstation 4 still yeah. out now Brazil. but um we're in in bootlegs are kind of even coming back in a sense for like Super Nintendo stuff like the reproduction market is getting kind of uh, crazy and uncontrolled but um, you know that's the way it is but uh, like w- were there any like absolutely like, just, like crazy like uh, bootleg cards that you like were you, did you see, like Super Street Fighter 4 for the Super <laughs> Nintendo or something like that or Mortal Kombat 8 no um, I think the funniest bootleg that uh, my cousin owned um it was a Pokemon bootleg. It was a pla- Pokemon platformer. Oh, yeah, game. when Pokemon came out on the Super Nintendo. I forgot, yeah. <laughs> and, like, you would control Pikachu, and, like, I don't know, you, like, I, I, we've never passed, like, second stage or something, but it was filled with a bunch of weird creatures that weren't Pokemon at all. Mm-hmm. And then we would end up giving them Pokemon names. Like, we would see, like, kind of, like, a weird metal ball with antennas. And we'd say, like, oh, yeah, of course it's a Magnemite. And then, like, it totally wasn't. And then we would reach the boss, and it was kind of like a giant purple ball mm-hmm. with eyes. And it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's a Snorlax. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I would love if you could find that, like, if you could just, like, search for just, like, this dumpster of ROMs and see if you could actually see if someone preserved that. Yeah, I, I'm actually going to see, see if my uh, if my cousin still has the cartridge. That would yeah. be hilarious. That would be the best. But that, that was the weirdest, but, like, that I've experienced. <laughs> Well, I mean, this is even like cooler for you guys because you you got into the system from the internet, and uh, that gives you the option to take a look at a bunch of different games. So, um, what games really stood out to you and like you know s- stuck with you as you were kind of digging through the library? Um, for me, it was mostly like Square Enix, Squares, mm-hmm. uh, Squaresoft's RPGs. All three Final Fantasies, not Mystic Quest. Oh, no. Okay, wait. Just for five and six. <laughs> What's wrong? Wait, so n- not a Mystic Quest fan? No. It's not a Final Fantasy game, I guess, but... It, it's it is fun. a Final Fantasy. I just, it's got good music. Yeah. Quality-wise, it's not a, a level with, with the others Fair for enough. me. Um, especially, like, plot-wise, design. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Like the, all the combat system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, we, we, I, I, I still like it, it's fun to see that almost Mystic Quest. The people are actually starting to give it like an easier look. Like people are being uh-huh. a little bit easier on the game these days. Uh, and same thing with like Final Fantasy Legend, like the Game Boy, oh. like secret, like sequel, yeah. Secret of Mana, like yeah. prequel mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, but I guess yeah. I, I have to go back and take a look at Final Fantasy uh, Mystic Quest and see if that actually is... If we just hated it because it wasn't... You look at Final Fantasy 4 and 6, or 2 and 3 here in North America, two of the best games ever made. It's hard to compare to that stuff, right? Yeah. (laughs) And actually, speaking of which, one of my favorites is Final Fantasy V, which no one else knew. How did you did you play that? Was it like a translation or? It was a very very bad translation to Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I managed to beat it. I love I love everything about the game. Mm-hmm. The story is more simple and cliche than the others, mm-hmm. but the class system, the job system, is just perfect. Mm-hmm. And the characters and places and everything they have so much personality. I mean, not as much as six. Which I consider better, but I like five more. Well, how do you, how would you compare it to? Because I I love four. Mm-hmm. I think four is the best, um, and I think three. You know, the mechanics are probably a little bit better, um, a little bit more evolved and stuff like that. But I think the characters of four are kind of where it's at. Like <laughs> um, those are those are the guys that I remember. Maybe it's just because I recently played the PSP version again, but. Um, I'm kind of curious. Did you also take a look at any like the Dragon Quest games? Just because of, but that was more on the Enix side, obviously. Yeah, I also tried Dragon Quest. They didn't call to me as much, right. especially because many of them felt very similar to each other. Yep. Something I liked from Final Fantasy was that they were actually different. Mm-hmm. They felt mm-hmm. different, and it's it's not just the gameplay. It's the gameplay informs the story, mm-hmm. and they felt like. Completely different experiences. That's something I like, and also Chrono Trigger. I'm enormous fan of Chrono Trigger. I have. I couldn't tell <laughs> from the box, the Famicom, Super Famicom version. Yeah, I managed like the original Super Famicom Japanese okay. version. That's the best. <laughs> How many times have you played through Chrono Trigger? Uh, half of those, one at least. Okay, I'm on my way through right now on the DS, so I'm, uh, I'm starting to. I always get I always get tripped up as soon as they start unlocking all those different time zones that oh, you can yeah. go to. Yeah. Like I think I just get a little bit uh like if I close my DS for too long or I don't <laughs> go back to it, I'm like, Oh, what you know yeah, yeah, timeline yeah. am I supposed to be in or time zone am, so, am I supposed to be in? But um yeah, honestly. Yeah, it happens to me it happens with a lot of RPGs. It happened mm-hmm. to me with the Dragon Quest games. Yeah. Whenever I stop them and try to go back to them, I you I just gotta miss. plow through. You have to yeah. keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great advice for for any game from that era. Really, if you yeah. if you put down a Castlevania game for a couple of days, you go back to them like I don't know how the hell I played this yeah. game, or you know, <laughs> obviously I can't. Yeah, or remember. even Super Metroid. Yeah, which is one of my favorites. Super Metroid, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where the hell should I go now? Yeah. And, yeah. Well, have you guys ever gone back to uh, like? And, and talking about games from the internet, A2 like MR, like checking out the the Metroid 2 remake and stuff like that, how they kind of implement it, like it's great to have a map. Like you can't play those games without a map today. It's yeah. just not going to work and, and stuff like that. But yeah, Super Metroid kind of like to find a, a genre 
Uh, Fob, is that something you, you also play a lot of Super Metroid? Yeah, I actually did play uh, Super Metroid. Um, I actually, my first experience was on the the Advance, the Game Boy Advance. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot what it was called. Um, Zero Mission? Zero Mission, that yeah. was it. And uh, I, I was actually really hooked into the game, and I so I went back into the series and played Super Metroid, mm-hmm. which wasn't the same experience, obviously. It, it tuned out a lot like of the mechanics, and um, but I still enjoyed it. And... Um, I still got the same sort of uh, experience, and I was like, "Yeah, this this, this series is pretty cool." <laughs> um, yeah. But um, for the most part, for me though, um, like I played a lot of a lot of the RPGs, like even like the smaller ones that most people like haven't heard of. But what would you? Uh, what are your like deep cuts? Like I'm just gonna play every RPG. You, you that... mentioned Secret of Mana. That's yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, were you like a Breath of Fire Breath person? Of, oh, Breath of Fire was Breath great. Of, oh yeah. my god, Breath of Fire! I played all of the Illusion like, of of Gaia. You're Illusion going of like, Gaia yeah. was one of my favorites too. Um, like just like I don't know if it's probably still kind of recognizable, but mm-hmm. like it's not like mainstream. Right, totally. Yeah. So um, Secret of Evermore. I don't know. This is like all popping because they're I, all like for for me like it was Nintendo Power. That's the only reason why I know those games is because I didn't play them. Um, I've gone back to a couple of them, but. It's just because I memorized every hot issue of like Nintendo Power, so I like remember the cover of Secret of Evermore and like Illusion mm-hmm. of Guy was like a big push here in the states. Yeah, I think it was Nintendo published actually here. Okay, um, but yeah, those. Uh, what is like? What's like the worst JRPG that you actually made it all the way through? Worst. Um, I'm not sure because I would, I would play. A, I wouldn't. I would play an RPG and mm-hmm. see if I liked it. If I didn't like it, I stopped immediately. Yeah. So I actually never. Because you got this list, you got a grocery list of games. Exactly you right. So you gotta play them all. You know, right. I can't. I can't just play a, like I, I didn't actually buy the games, right? So <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> so uh, I, w- I would play a game like ah, eh, don't like it, yeah. and then I would move on. Um, so that's that's how I kind of went through the laundry list of RPGs and the even I guess I would play like non-translated ones just mm-hmm. to see how it feels <laughs> did you guys ever like venture into like obviously the Super Famicom type stuff like the stuff that wasn't released here in the states do you ever kind of dig around into you know what we didn't get here in, in North America or on the like Super Super Nintendo um, I did have a few games that uh, were specific for the Super Famicom mm. and like I think most of my friends were um, Super Nintendo buddies as well. Yeah. Um, and the the one game that I have uh, that I had that no one else had and they couldn't find was F Zero. Mm. F Zero, like, and we only had it in Japanese, so it's like, okay, uh, we, we would just guess what were the options mm-hmm. and just try to try to beat the game that actually happened to a few of the games that I had because like uh, well my family is, is uh, has Japanese blood mm-hmm. and um, especially my, my cousin uh, my, my cousin's family they they all know Japanese they all speak Japanese and I don't mm-hmm. uh, so the funniest thing was like trying to <laughs> trying to play the games like the Japanese games written in Japanese and everything in Japanese I tried to play Gundam I actually played a fair amount of Gundam uh, a Gundam game it was kind of like a an RTS <laughs> RPG game uh, but it was all in Japanese so I had no idea what to do and how to do stuff so I would basically 
like every time I would try to play the game, uh, guess what were the options, what was attack, what was like move and stuff. Because like being on RTS, I would have like to click on my character, mm-hmm. select an option, move my character, and then like um, it was kind of like a, a in a grid. And when when uh, whenever you touch an enemy, you would like instantiate a battle. Mm-hmm. And you would have the options to to attack or like super attack or uh, or run, and um, I would actually manage. I did manage to to discover like the the shapes of the words that I wanted. So like I would I like kind of memorized. Oh, this one is the special attack. This is this is the the sword attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed it as much as I could because, like, once I get defeated, I didn't know, like, if I could continue the game or, like, if I could, uh, uh, like, revive or fix my Gundam or whatever. You're, like, translating through guessing. Yeah, it was yeah. basically that. It was um, it was a fun experience. I did that to Ultima as well, the mm-hmm. RPG. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine playing an RPG. Impossible. In a language that you have no idea. Well, even even today, like you can take your phone and you can just use a, take a picture with Google Translate, yeah. and you know put your finger over it, and like that's how like I import 3ds games and like Vita games, and like uh-huh. that's how you, know, you can actually see. Oh, actually, I can. You know, I just I know this is start. I know this is options. Mm-hmm. I know this is HP, like or whatever. This is health. This is like you know inverted controls because of course you have to do that and yeah. uh, and all that stuff. But yeah, back then. Like this is what this is crazy. Why I hear stories of people that imported like a bunch of games. Like when I was talking to like the A4 guys out in Japan, like they would import games, not know any Japanese, but they would be able to play all the way through Final Fantasy V or, or something like that. I'm like, well, yeah. what did you actually get out of that? Because today you wouldn't do that because we don't have enough time. But back then, I guess you just had enough time. Where like, I'm just gonna you know, trial and error my way through this and figure out eventually I will find out where I'm supposed to go next and who I'm supposed to talk to and what I'm supposed to fight and the dungeon I'm supposed to discover. Um, but yeah, thank God for the internet, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I had a similar yeah. experience with a Karkat or Sakura game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it very far. <laughs> there is a Dragon Ball Z game. Um, yeah. There is oh. the card. I think it was a card game kind of mm-hmm. pseudo RPG one. Mm-hmm. I think I played a partially good. translated one. Lots of those were imported uh, here too, because like you would be able to get those at game shops. Like you'd be yeah. like the Dragon Ball games. Like it yeah. was like the Ultra Ultraman games or the the Godzilla games. Like uh-huh. the games that, or even like the Final Fantasy games, because they would also sell you the adapter, so you didn't have to like uh-huh. rip uh-huh. the pins out of your Super Nintendo. Yeah. But um, yeah, those franchises were so big, like they would be. You know, they'd still be showing up as like the Super yeah. Famicom versions in our stores. Yeah, I, um, the Dragon Ball games. I played all of them in in Japanese mm-hmm. without knowing any words of uh, of Japanese. Me and my brother would like just try to figure out like what meant what. Mm-hmm. It, it was funny because like even on the menus, like we didn't know which one was the story mode, which one was the versus mode. So right. just like. Oh, the story should be the first. Let's mm-hmm. try the second one, and the second one was actually like, like yeah, it, it could be it could be story mode, and the third one I remember it was a tournament, I think. Yeah. Yep. So we would just like go through the menus. Like the experience was like okay, we would um, put the cartridge and like mm-hmm. okay, 
now which uh, what does what let's figure out okay this one is story mode we didn't know the sto- uh, we didn't want to play the story mode we reset the game go through each of the, the <laughs> each of the options and just it's try it's amazing stuff. how much free time we had yeah. back then <laughs> yeah to, to I mean we were kids anyway yeah. so like yeah. it was something that I mean we didn't have actual responsibilities aside from homework that we didn't even do anyways just trying to make it through this six year RPG that I don't understand yeah, yeah. find some enjoyment out of it anyways um and even in English, actually, because, like, well, yeah. we're from Brazil, yeah. we, we learned English playing video games. Yeah, that's, how I, that's how I learned English. I, I mean, learned, that's how I learned how to read. I learned English through Final <laughs> Fantasy and Pokemon. That's awesome. That's so <laughs> rad. Um, because, you know, video games are good. And, yeah, yeah I think for, for, for me, it was, um, I was talking about the guys yesterday, this is an NES game, but, like, Shadowgate. Like, Shadowgate and, like, all these games that started having just lots of text in, it would literally be... <laughs> Mom, mom, mom. Uh, she'd come over there. She would actually, like, w- read the game, and then she would go away, and then I'd get to a part where I'm stuck. Mom, I need you to read this for me. It was, it was actually kind of really embarrassing looking back on it. But um, I don't know. I think it helped. So um, for, for you guys, you know, as we kind of, like, get towards the end, like, when, when you think, like, Super Nintendo, what are the games that, like, mean the most to you on that console? What defines that defines that console for, for you? Um... Besides the the RPGs I, I mentioned, mm-hmm. which like they're there because they they uh, they gave us like so good stories and mechanics. So Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger. For me, Super Metroid is one of the ones I like the most, especially because once I started to study game design, and I went back to it, played again, mm-hmm. and I noticed many things that I hadn't before. Mm-hmm. And I really like the game design in that game. I'm curious, what stood out to you? What, what were the things? Was it like how it's such a huge pain in the ass to wall jump? <laughs> so for, first, I really like how they tell you most of the story without words. It's just Absolutely. their own environment. Yep. Uh, and second, uh, for one of our assignments in the in the postgrad, mm-hmm. I tried to make a, a super a Metroidvania game. Mm-hmm. So I designed all this like tutorial area. Where you learn uh, how to use the mechanics, mm-hmm. and you start getting into the world, and then I went back to Super Metroid to compare, mm-hmm. and I realized that it was pretty much the same, and I hadn't noticed. The design is just so good; in mm-hmm. every decision there, I really like it. It's close to a perfect game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's as close as you can almost get to being a perfect video game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my opinion. At least, <laughs> I really like the exploring part of it. I get mm. that it's not for everyone, but it is for me. Yeah, I, I, I think it, it is just an ultimate package of it was really impressive visually, and um, the music was was top notch. It was a yeah. lot of fun. The upgrades were you know really great, and you felt awesome every time you found you know a ball that would give you a new power up. Yeah, that was that's a that's a great. Feeling, and that's something that I've been when I was talking to like a lot of developers these last couple days is, you know, that almost the best thing that you can put into a video game is like almost giving someone something that it's like, oh my god, the game is much better from here on out now that I have this thing. Not that it was bad before that, but from here on out, it's going to be even better because of all these cool mechanics that are being implemented later on in the game. Yeah, Um, for me, hands down, no question, it's Final Fantasy VI. 
That's and you uh, played four, right? I played. All right, I, played <laughs> I played four. I played. Uh, I played four. I played two, and I hadn't played five. Obviously, um, mm-hmm. I couldn't get a hand. Like it, it wasn't transferred, right? But like six was amazing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it actually made me actually play all the other RPGs, like mm-hmm. just just to see how how they you know stacked up with six and none of them. Like there were close ones like Chrono Trigger for sure, but like for me, Final Fantasy six was. One of the tops, like I have a. Can you pick out what, like, what, uh, why six is better than Chrono Trigger for you? Because that is a, not, not like a hot debate, but it is. Mm-hmm. People usually do have like a definitive, like it's either six or it's Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, I there's so many scenes, but I there's two scenes, well, two things that like strike um, on the top of my head right now is um, I really liked um, the. Sabin, Tia Sabin, I think. Mm-hmm. Really like that character just because um, I thought it was really cool where you could input uh, his uh, special attacks. Right. I forgot it was like um, blitz. blitz. It was Blitz. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool and like that was like I was also playing um, Street Fighter at the time. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter uh, Alpha Two something. Oh, uh, okay. So you this is on the Super Nintendo? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, so Alpha Two was actually. I got that on the PC. Um, I'm like, I, I don't know how. I was playing it on my PC though. <laughs> I have no idea. I think there was a version. There was a was, version for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, that's yeah, actually that super uh, impressive. I, yeah, I had that one. Really? It was, yeah, it was very good. It's uh, it has loading times for a Super Nintendo game, which is But nuts. I remember buying it on the PC, like, of the PC version, not a Super Nintendo. Oh, man. And I, I thought that, that I had the bootlegs, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, was it a, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was a bootleg. It probably not. Right? I mean, probably is, sorry. Uh, um, but, yeah, yeah at the time, uh, I was I was really into that game, too, and, like, Final Fantasy VI, like, whoa. This, like, characters were very different from each mm-hmm. other. And then there was another scene... Um, I think most people would know if uh, they played Final Fantasy VI. Um, I'm talking about the opera scene mm-hmm. from that game. Yeah. We won't spoil anything, though, yeah. just because you know people might be discovering Final Fantasy VI today. Yeah, <laughs> but um, like, sorry, sorry, sorry. the opera scene is amazing, mm-hmm. and um, I was actually writing everything <laughs> that uh, that I had to, but like mm-hmm. it, just to you know, I, I won't say anything else. But like, mm-hmm. I was really, I thought that scene was really cool in the game. Um, and just characters in general, just yeah. like I, I could relate to a lot of them, and, and then it focused on each character's sort of um, parts and story. Like you, you can play as a character and focus on them, and like it go, it jumps through different characters, and mm-hmm. you sort of learn them as they progress through the story. It's very well done. The story, it's it's amazing. I, I, I'm really sad about the port that they did. <laughs> the PS1 version? The the phone version? Oh, yeah, it's probably the same it's, as the PS1 version. It's, it's with the yeah. updated sprites? Oh, no, that's... Oh, no, no, that's... that's bit, yeah, you're right. That's... Right. that's uh, that, they did that for the Dragon... One of the Dragon Quest games, too. I think they just made a little phone ugly version of it. Yeah. yeah. For Final Fantasy V as well. Yeah. Nice and soft graphics. Yeah. yeah. Soft, it's rounded so edges. Cool. Oh, man. Because so all you had to do was put a <laughs> SNES emulator like, <laughs> and wrap it around that ROM. And, yeah, and said they put money into it, but um, that's a game that I wish 
was a little bit more readily available on like now for me like I like to play my RPGs on a portable system because I like to play a little bit close it out mm-hmm. or put it to sleep and then go do other stuff but uh, unfortunately the only portable versions are on the G- GBA which is expensive mm-hmm. um, also the music is a little bit messed up because the sound chip is a little bit different on the GBA than the Super Nintendo and PS1 version is a it's just it loads all the time they're always unloading like wait like load battle even loading when you get out of battle so that's something that could probably be good on new 3ds mm. uh for for the super nintendo virtual console again if nintendo's listening but um <laughs> yeah those are hell of a game those are some of the best uh you know that might have been the best era of jrpgs ever for sure until persona 4 <laughs> Don't get me started on Persona 4. No, we, we can, uh, I'll, I'll fly back up here and we'll talk about Persona 4 for a day. Oh, that's, that's maybe my favorite video game of all time. Really? Yeah. It's. I still think. Well, there's that and Knights of the Old Republic. All right. Yeah. Um, that's my too. It's not. A, it's not a JRPG. I'm just talking about RPGs yeah. in general. But um, in JRPG, like you said, greatest. But Chie, of all time. Chie is not in Persona and <laughs> uh, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. That's, that's my problem. That's true, though. That's true. She that's, sees like you mine. Got... Mine was Yukiko, though. No, nah, see, you're wrong. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chie is the right. Chie from Persona Four Golden is the right answer. Na- um, Naoto is like. Do you agree though, Naoto? Do you, like. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it depends if you're into like tomboy. You know. I was actually really into detective stuff too. All right, time, then so she's I, she's I, she's your girl. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, she. Uh, have you played Dancing All Night? No, I don't have. I don't own a PSP. You should get okay. You should get a PlayStation Vita. Yeah. You should get a copy of Persona Four Dancing All Night, mm-hmm. and you should experience the continued story of the Persona Four characters. But I did. Um, or Q as well. Okay, uh, for the uh, 3ds. Okay, um, I did own like I did play though the the fighting game um, Persona. Oh, Arena. Uh, Persona. Arena. Yeah, Arena. Yeah, Arena. I'm thinking of the sequel, which was like Ultra Mix or something like that. Ultra or something. Ultra. I I don't know about that. Yeah, actually, but um, they, they continued keep, the yeah. story from that, and then they brought uh, Persona three characters in it. Yeah, same with Q. You yeah, should, you should, yeah, check out I, Persona I 4 Q. I haven't seen... I haven't uh, played Q yet. So. If you have 70 hours to kill, uh, <laughs> you, you can play that. But, um, yeah, I apologize for getting on a Persona 4 <laughs> thing. But I think if, if you ever, if you want a million-dollar game idea, or maybe it's like a $10,000 game idea, because this is a game that I probably will never make, is um, a football game. It could be American or European football game. Where your uh, abilities or your your stats are based off of the um, relationships with the the players and the team, and like you go out and like yeah. you hang out with the players and stuff. It's basically Persona Four yeah. football. Um, yeah. But again, I, I probably won't ever make that. So you're welcome to. Um, but yeah, so any any final like you know games that kind of are defining the Super Nintendo, so I don't talk about Persona Four. Anymore. Yeah. So my. I mean, obviously, Super Mario World is is a is one of the choices that I'll make. But my personal favorite game of all time is Mega Man X. I I can't stress how much. Is that your favorite game of all time? Yes, it is my favorite game of all times. It's I got so I, I was so happy that uh, it got released finally released on the virtual console on the 3DS. Was that how your and Dave's friendship got started, Mega Man X? Uh, actually, yes. 
correctly, we had a conversation about it. Yeah, actually. Yeah, no, I, I think I saw, like, in one of the first VF classes, he's, like, one of us mentioned Mega Man Accent. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, nice, cool. Now we can be friends. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, no, that game is just just fantastic. I, I, I beat that game so many times. Mm-hmm. And whenever I go back to it, it feels like... It feels the same, like it's the same joy of, like the gameplay is so smooth, mm-hmm. the mechanics are so tight, the 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 power ups are like the bo- the character design is fantastic and the uh, the powers are so like they're very unique mm-hmm. and um, regardless if you play like just Axe Buster Run or like using the the powers or using the Hadouken. Like whichever you, whichever way you choose to play, it's it's um, it's rewarding mm-hmm. regardless. Like you can play using only the the expuser, which was like for the longest time the way I I would play. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't use any of my my extra abilities. And then I started playing using the abilities, and I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty fun as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's just like enemy placement, level design, character mm-hmm. design. It's just Everything is so well crafted that like I can't stress how much. And even two and three are mm-hmm. very good as well. Yeah, they. Uh, it's amazing what they were able to do. Like Capcom when they were making Mega Man X, I think it was the same time they were making Mega Man Five. Uh, it was like I, I literally was. the same year they came yeah. out. Uh, and it is almost like they kind of share some 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 mechanics to a certain extent. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I think I've been convinced that today that you know the day that I've been talking with you guys and just from the pre- <laughs> previous conversations with people I've had for this series is like all right I actually do need to sit down I got to go all the way through Mega Man X and start stop screwing around because um, it is like it's like that first level it's like tra- it's like playing through the first level of, it's like Sonic Green Hill Zone like you you'll play <laughs> through that and be like okay I can't get any better I'm just gonna shut it off and I'm gonna go do something else but um, I will get my FX chip enabled copy of Mega Man X going and I will, I will get on that uh, as soon as as possible um, yeah do you guys have any any last any last things to, to share or like any kind of like Twitter handles you want to throw out for the audience on the note for Mega Man though like I, I heard you guys mention uh, Battle Network and actually that was my jam <laughs> <laughs> the Battle Network series <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's that's when Mega Man got a little a little weird yeah um, yeah. yeah it's it's fun but it's weird I mean, I, I was probably more of a, uh, what is it, Neo Geo, the Neo Geo Pocket Color had, oh my god, Card Fighters Clash. Oh, so that was my, yes. that was my, that was my card uh-huh. battle game. I know Battle Network's a little bit different, but, um, yeah, it's amazing. You go, and, again, it's like, I see it mostly in, in Japan, but, like, how those Battle Network games are just, like, there's rows and rows of them. Like, that sold so many copies. The mechanic, yeah. Though, like, I, I never seen it before. Like, I've never <clears> seen a that style of game before, and I was, like, really fascinated. Like, you can actually... There's so many different varieties of things you could do mm-hmm. with that, like, system in general. Mm-hmm. And it was just really cool. Like, I could I could design my own sort of play style and, mm-hmm. you know, pick a style and stick to it or change it if I want to. Mm-hmm. I really like the idea of the more... Like, it, it, it catered to... It, the style you got catered mm-hmm. to your playstyle. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if you use a lot of attack mm-hmm. attacking chips, you would gain, like, a fire, the blitz one, or, like, the fire one, right? If you use a lot of defensive stuff, you get grass. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, a really cool thing. I didn't know about it at first, and then I'm like, why do I 
I played it again and I got a different style. I was like, what's the best one? What's the best Battle Network version? If if someone's gonna pick up a version of Battle Network, um, I'd have to go back and look at them all. Um, I I would say what feels right, what what was true in your heart. If you if you had to say, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a recommendation of one Battle Network. I think I can't remember if it was two or three. I, I, it's been a while. It's been so long. Um, I think I think it was three. You can't go wrong with either because they're such so, such seller. They're games. still good games. Like um, they do get repetitive though. Mm-hmm. Uh, the longer it goes mm-hmm. on, um, but um, I think either two or three might have been the best. One is still like my personal favorite. Um, Actually, before and also before I forget, where are we at on on Don- or Don- Donkey Kong Country? Um, yeah. you, are those good games? <laughs> Um, okay, I have, I have to admit I haven't played Donkey Kong Country. That's okay. So. It's, it probably didn't. <laughs> that's Super Aspect Ship. It was, it was a lot of the, the computers. It was one of the, the games that I managed to to have in mm-hmm. Brazil, and I, I love them. I I haven't played recently, mm-hmm. um, but I I don't know. I I still think that they are good games, like very good games, solid like gameplay wise and mm-hmm. game feel wise. Uh, I would have to to play it again to to have a more solid answer, but I I think that that they they are still good games. Uh, it's it's kind of funny in, in the office. I played um, Donkey Kong Country and I like the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest fan in the office is Justin. Uh, he, he can't hear us right now, but uh, I uh, he's the biggest fan in the office, right? So we kind of. Uh, we kind of say how Donkey Kong is a bad game just to just to get a rise out of it. Sure, and, <laughs> I can understand. And, like it's just the long run. So long you guys run. are like you're the internet, basically. Oh, yeah. awesome. like we we are we are memes incarnated. <laughs> um, oh no! <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, again, like thank you guys for your for your time. I don't know if you want to plug anything before we we head out. Do you guys have any plug stuff? Um, well, my dream job is to someday. Write a proper sequel to Chrono Trigger. Wait, so Chrono Cross isn't isn't your jam? Oh, no, we don't. We don't. We don't not a sequel. No, no, no. Yeah. Hey, don't talk. I actually played Chrono Cross and beat the game and got the second, the true ending as well. So, <laughs> is it good? So, is that a good thing? I I have to replay it because it's it's probably like a nostalgia thing. I think it's good. Okay. Uh, I haven't replayed it, but um. Because Me part, and my of my, part of my reason of playing Chrono Trigger is when we're doing it as like a game club for the Patreon supporters of the show. <laughs> and also, um, I've had Chrono Cross on my PS Vita and previously on my PSP, like it carried over from console to console, and I still have not played it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I have to give this game a shot, but I can't do it until I finished Chrono Trigger. Mm, okay, yeah, fair uh, enough. Um, it's I don't think it's very loosely related. Yeah. I don't, well, I, but it just feel like someone's like, oh, well, frogs in it, and like one scene, so you gotta <laughs> play it. And even, um, uh, I don't know, I, I, I really I really dig the music for that game. But the, the, the soundtrack is, is amazing. That's the yeah. one of the main reasons why I love that game. It's just, just the soundtrack. Uh, it's a good game. It's just more of a branch, mm-hmm. more than a sequel. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. It's like Persona 3 and Persona 4, right? <laughs> it's, it's not an exact sequel, right? Well, see, now it just sounds like it could potentially be the best game ever because like, Persona 3 <laughs> Portable is like the fifth best game of all time. So it's uh, it's really tough. Man, those are so great. I, 
Oh, I'm sorry. I got you back in for a second. <laughs> don't, do, don't do that, because that will be a dangerous path, and we'll continue to be here. But uh, even my time is already wrapping up, and I know you guys get to get back to it. So yeah. yeah. Um, thank you so much for, for taking the time to, to hang out and talk oh, about Super for Nintendo. Thanks having us here. It's, it's great. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it. Uh, we're going to pack up, and I'm going to go back to the United States and play some more Super Nintendo. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> see you.